Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Steelers Burning Question. And the title of the episode is, Is a Return in the Cards for A.B., a.k.a. Mr. Third and Fifth, a.k.a. Mr. Gummy Richards, also known as Antonio Brown, is a return to Pittsburgh in the cards for Antonio Brown. Now, before I jump into the program, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host of The Standard is The Standard and the Sunday Q&A, the post game, the editor-in-chief of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Big up to Jeff Hartman. Also want to give a big shout out to Dave Schofield, the Oracle. Also want to give a big shout out to T- Tony Defio, excuse me, and Brian Anthony Davis, hashtag Mr. 2AM, who's bad. And also, I want to thank all of you guys for chiming into the program. If you want to contribute to the program, you want to ask me a question and, and get your question to the top of the queue, hit the super chat feature, the dollar sign in the corner. That's your choice. I'm not urging you to do that. But if you want to do it, this is the United States of America and Lance Williams and the Behind the Still Curtain podcast family. We do like money. And that money does go to good things. It goes through the new mics that we've purchased and the increased sound quality. Also, if you want to also help the show out but not do it monetarily, please subscribe and also hit the like button. We need to get the 6,000 subscriptions pronto. In fact, I'm putting it out there. We need to get to 10,000 subscriptions by the end of the year. Hopefully, as a 50th birthday present for your boy, my birthday is June 18th. How about we get to 10,000 subscriptions by June 18th? Because, you know, 10,000 is five times two. So that would be in the five family. So I'm pushing for 10,000 subscriptions. Let's get to 10,000 subscriptions by my birthday. June 18th. Big up to Mark Hollerbrook. I haven't had anybody come in on the show from Idaho. Now let's jump into the topic at hand. Is a return to Pittsburgh in the cards for AB. Now, when you've heard me talk about players in the past, and by the way, when I do the Steelers burning question, I have coffee. This is the infinity gauntlet for Dave out there. You know, I lost the soul stone, you know, when uh, Thor hit me with hat with the hammer and I lost the soul stone. And this show is also called brunch with big swah when I do it. Uh, I often look at players in terms of the three P's. That's pedigree, performance, and pay. So I'm going to break it down that way and answer the question. And also I'm going to answer from a need perspective. Let me jump into the need perspective first. In the last couple of years, I said it. I've talked about the importance of the passing game and how the passing game leads to points in the National Football League and how you need to average roughly about 28 points or more, and you need to have a point differential to be an elite Super Bowl winning team of about eight or more. The passing game is the way to do that. Now, we clearly saw last year with Ben Roethlisberger going down with the season-ending elbow injury and with the young players at wide receiver and with Juju Smith-Schuster being hurt for a large portion of the season that the passing game really suffered. And we talked ad nauseum before last season about 
replacing Antonio Brown, a.k.a. Mr. Gummy Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Third and Fifth. We talked about replacing his production, 15 touchdowns, which at the time led the National Football League in touchdown receptions. We saw last year, due to Ben's injury, the absence of Antonio Brown, again, Juju Smith-Schuster being hurt, young players on the come in Deontay Johnson and James Washington, that replacing 15 touchdowns in your offense is very difficult. We saw the growing pains of Mason Rudolph. We saw the growing pains of Devlin Duck Hodges. And we saw that the offense really struggled. In fact, I believe the prior season, when AB's last season, I think they averaged 27 a game, that dropped all the way down to 18. That's a nine-point drop. And they still were in the driver's seat to potentially go to the playoffs. So they lost nine points. And their point differential, I believe, was negative. I think it was a minus .7 if I'm not, if I'm not correct. So from <laughs> Steeler Tank, stop it. Steeler Tank says I'm looking like Tomlin. Like I got my Halloween costume on. I'm looking like Tomlin. Um, I just got my Steel City and a little beard showing. Uh, so from a need perspective, they absolutely need Mr. Gummy Richards. They need A.B. They need a return of A.B. to Pittsburgh from a production standpoint. Because if you could inject number one wide receiver qualities into this offense with the return of Big Ben, then all of a sudden, with the emergence of James Washington, Deontay Johnson, this is an offense that can score points. And they need to score points. They need to go from 18 to about 28. They need to increase their points per game, in my estimation, by at least 8 to 10 points. And if you could inject Mr. Gummy Richards, Mr. Third and Fifth, back into the mix, it would do wonders for this offense, also with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger would have his favorite target, the guy that he has accumulated the most statistics with back in the fold, and that offense could hum. The passing game would open everything up for the running game and vice versa. You know, that continuity between passing and running game, running game and passing game, that nice mix that you need to have to really exploit teams. So from a need perspective, I think it would absolutely work. They need an injection of a big-time wide receiver play into their offense, or they need one of the wide receivers, namely Juju Smith-Schuster, in my opinion, to take that next step and become a true number one wide receiver, one that creates gravity, creates opportunities for his other players, and one that just flat-out dominates with production. So from a need perspective, they need A.B. to return. Now, number two, let me jump into my number two reason as I as I slowly work my way into the answer of is a return in the cards for A.B. So I often break down players in terms of pedigree, performance and pay. We all know A.B.'s work. We all know A.B.'s pedigree. A.B., before he's been sidetracked by himself, he was on a Hall of Fame arc. He's an outstanding player. Nobody questions that. Nobody questions his work ethic. We just question the guy's noodles. I mean, that's just what we do. We question his noodles. I mean, he's kind of off. 
And I'm just saying that in a nice way. That's why I call him Mr. Third and Fifth. That's why I call him Mr. Gummy Richards. And I have another set of acronyms that we're going to get into, of which I called him on a show back last year when I talked about AB stands for absolutely bonkers. So from a pedigree standpoint, his pedigree is outstanding. His production is outstanding, as in his performance. And his pay would be cheap because of where he stands in his stature in the National Football League. So you could get a number one quality wide receiver absolutely on the cheap. But let me add something else in terms of a P that would make Antonio Brown's return to Pittsburgh very difficult and why it may not be in the cards. And let me read Joey Jr.'s response. I'm telling you, we got a big problem if that guy comes back on this team. And the P that I'm talking about, which relates to Joey Jr.'s comment, big up to Rochester, New York, is the past. The P that starts with past. Is it possible that all of AB's past in the shenanigans that went on in his last season could be swept under the rug. So when I did the show before last year, it's called AB stands for absolutely bonkers. And the reason why AB stands for absolutely bonkers is because of several things. Rapping, giving a concert, trying to spit bars like he's lyrical, trying to have a new career as a musician, throwing furniture off the balcony, almost hitting people, killing people, getting sued for that, issues with paying people. So Antonio Brown has displayed behavior that would suggest that he's absolutely bonkers. Here's another AB. AB also could stand for absolutely boisterous. And one of the reasons why it might be difficult for A.B. to come back and a return may not be in the cards is because he's always boisterous. And for all you hip-hop fans, do you remember when Suge Knight dissed Puffy Combs at the 95, I believe it was, Source Awards, when he said to all you artists out there who don't want to be, be on a label where the executive producer isn't all up in the videos, all up on the records, Trying to be a star. Do you guys remember that? Maybe I'm dating myself. At the height of the death row bad boy beef. When Tupac famously, or excuse me, when Suge famously dissed Puffy. That's the problem with A.B. And that's why A.B. always can stand for always boisterous. He's always boisterous. A.B. hasn't figured out Kamate. Kamate. He hasn't figured out how to just stay silent. He hasn't re hasn't figured out bad boys move in silence. If a return is in the cards for AB to Pittsburgh, he has to stop always being boisterous, always putting his opinion on social media. He has to fall back and be quiet. Here's another one that AB stands for. Absolutely bananas. 
And if a return is in the cards for AB, he has to, he, he can't be absolutely bananas. And one of the reasons why I thought AB was absolutely bananas is that you have to fall in line at times and you have to recognize who has power and who doesn't. And you have to go a little Sun Tzu, a little art of war where you can't fight a superior enemy. And I thought he was absolutely bananas when he thought that the Steelers were going to side with him over Big Ben. And Big Ben is a guy coming off of an elbow surgery who's old that led them to multiple championships. Ben has had his issues, his warts. We all know the issues in Georgia. They were never going to side with A.B. Now, let me give you two more A.B.'s. What A.B. What A.B. stands for. Absolutely boneheaded. And this kind of goes with absolutely boisterous. When you air your business and throwing gummy Richards at your baby mamas and doing all that stuff on Twitter, it makes it difficult for A.B. to get back in the league, period. Regardless of the Steelers situation and if he's in the cars to come back to the Steelers because that situation was embarrassing. And that's where I get the, the nickname Mr. Gummy Richards because of the gummy bears that he threw at his baby mama when his baby mama was trying to get his Bentley. All these bees, baby mama, Bentley, boisterous, all these bees when it comes to A.B. But last but not least, and, and, and let me get into the apology that Ben Roethlisberger, excuse me, that Antonio Brown had for Ben Roethlisberger. Let, let me read it. Now, if I struggle reading it, um, maybe it's because of the grammar. But Antonio Brown wrote, mostly you, a little bit of me. Yee, yee. Excuse me if I sound 50 and I can't say yee, yee correctly. I never realized how good I had it. Got caught up in my emotion with everyone coming after me. I really apologize for my actions sincerely, man. It's never been another connection like what we've done in the past. I appreciate you sincerely, A.B. Now, that sounds all well and good. But let me just say this. If you want to apologize to me, and this is grown man business talk, call me on the phone and or come visit me and let's have a face-to-face, -face, let's break bread, and let's see if we can figure it out. Now, I understand why he put it on Twitter because he's ripped Ben so publicly he needed to do that. So I get that, and I get that that was the first step. Hopefully, whether he comes back to Pittsburgh or not, he's done the proper mea culpa, apologize to ownership, apologize to the coach, apologize to Ben, and apologize to his teammates. So if a return were in the cards for A.B., I think it would have been necessary or would be necessary for him to do that. But I think all of this still comes from a me place. And, and, and I hate to say this because this is a rule that I typically try to follow. I never try to speak on another grown man's money. But A.B. in this situation also stands for absolutely broke. Them bills is coming due. Those bills are coming due. 
He knows his best connection is with Ben Roethlisberger. So if he wants to make money and get paid, that he needs to play with the guy that got him to the point or helped him become the character that we know is A.B. The bill collector is knocking on his door. Lincoln Rhyme, he's Lincoln Rhyme, and the bill collector is fighting Lincoln Rhyme because the bill collector is coming due. And so from a football standpoint, Jeffrey Benedict, and Jeffrey does fantastic work. This is why I want to point out his comment. Jeffrey said, if A.B. comes back, he's taking Deontay Johnson off the field. Deontay Johnson ran the X and A.B.'s routes. Well, I think the coaches would figure it out. I think the coaches would figure it out. Um, and also, I think A.B. has the skill set to become the slot receiver. I think A.B. can be uh, the, the slot guy in, in, in that mix. So I don't think that I think A.B. is versatile enough to not just play uh, the X receiver position. Um, I think A.B. can also play some Y. Um, so, But I think all of this and what we hear from A.B. comes from a place because he's absolutely broke. And from a need perspective, I think they need him. I think they could bring that. He could add juice back into their offense. But from a pass perspective, there's no way in the world they're going to bring back A.B. I do not think that a return to Pittsburgh is in the cards for A.B. I think there's just too much in the past when it comes to Antonio Brown for that bridge to be mended. And that's another B. You know, I just don't think that that bridge can be mended. And, and I think with Ben Roethlisberger coming back after injury, I think the focus has to be around Ben Roethlisberger and his health and rehabbing that injury and coming back successfully. I think they have a young, nice wide receiver in Deontay Johnson. I think James Washington continues to play well. Juju Smith-Schuster coming off the injury and some of the work we've seen him put on Twitter, I think is working to come back and chomping at the bit. And you have a player that's in his final contract year trying to get a long-term deal with the Steelers. I think the Steelers have enough at the wide receiver. Well, let me take that back. I think I don't think they necessarily have enough, but they have enough at the wide receiver position to say, we don't need A.B. back. You know, we don't need him back. We don't need absolutely bonkers, absolutely boisterous, absolutely bananas, absolutely bonehead, and absolutely broke dude back. All always bickering. You can put so many ABs together. AB is all of that. They don't need all of that. I mean, because AB is a me guy, and I've said it for years. And when you have me guys, you can only have but so many me guys. And AB is the ultimate me guy. And, and to what Claude Bishop said, bringing back AB would be extremely stupid. I mean, it would be it would be extremely stupid, I think, to bring AB back. Um, you just can't do the Twitter apologies. You have to do sincere apologies. I think he should do all of that, but bringing him back, it, it, it can't happen. And, and if he wants to come back, he has to go do the Mia Copa with everybody in person. I just don't see it happening. I think that ship has sailed. If there's a guy with the last name of B that the Steelers should think about trying to bring back, it would be Mr. Butt Naked and Robbed. It would be Le'Veon Bell. 
I think there's a bigger need there than bringing AB back. So I just wanted to jump into that that question of is AB returning to Pittsburgh in the cards? But there are a couple other things that I wanted to talk about on this show. And I wanted to talk about Kevin Colbert's comments about Ben Roethlisberger. And Ben Roethlisberger is scheduled to have a checkup for his elbow in Los Angeles on February 1st. So right now, that is the most important date for the Steelers. Everything needs to come back clean and sound. And according to Colbert, everything looks like it will. Colbert said all signs are good at this point. And where that goes, we're hopeful he can make a complete recovery. As of right now, he's on schedule for that. Where it goes from here remains to be seen. And I think that's true. We have no idea. They have no idea of what he's going to be and what it's going to look like. With that being said, I'm really concerned about the other comment that Kevin Colbert made. He said, optimistically, Roethlisberger is on schedule to return, and we hope to return maybe even better than he was previous to the injury. In the meantime, we understand who our backups are. We're comfortable with who those backups are. I thought they did a great, representable job in 2019 under the circumstances. Let me read that again. I thought they did a great, representable job in 2019 under the circumstances. I just got to pause. I got to pause and take a sip of coffee before I say what I'm going to say. Is he crazy? Is Kevin Colbert crazy? Is Kevin Colbert absolutely crazy? Let me just ask y'all. Ponder this. Did y'all watch Devlin Hodges play in the Jets game? Did y'all watch Devlin Hodges play against Baltimore? Devlin Hodges was a cute story. I mean, hell, I got the camouflage hat. But are any of you guys in the live chat or anybody listening to the show, are you guys comfortable with the Steelers' backups? I mean, are you comfortable at all? I'm not. Look, I I think that Mason Rudolph is, is, is a serviceable backup, barely. I think he's learning and getting better. But I'm not comfortable with him. And the question I used to always ask myself and ask fans, do you think your backup can win you four games? Let me give you an example. When Ben Roethlisberger was suspended for the incident in Georgia, the Steelers went three and one and went to the Super Bowl that year. You know why? Because Charlie Batch and Dennis Dixon went three and one over the four games. They did not lose the season. Are any of you confident that Mason Rudolph and or Devlin Duck Hodges can go three and one, four and oh over a four game stretch? I'm not. I mean, I saw I, I, I I'm not at all. 
I, I am not at all. I am not confident that that can happen. And if the Steelers make the mistake of not trying to get better at the backup quarterback position with a 38-year-old guy coming off of alleged Tommy John, but they won't say if it's Tommy John or not, when he's coming off of a of an elbow injury of has never been specified in the press of what it is. If you guys are confident in those guys, I'm not. You know, I'm not at all. And they did go eight and two in a stretch in their first 10 starts, but that's not because of quarterback play. That was because of outstanding defensive play. No way. Outstanding defensive play. So I'm I'm not confident. I'm not confident that they could strike lightning again and that can happen and that all things would be considered the same. I, I watch their play. You watch their play. Nobody is confident in these dudes. I mean, nobody is confident in these dudes. I mean, I'm not. I mean, no what I mean, no Suri am I confident and those guys being backups, not at all. I mean, no way in the world, particularly Devlin Doug Hodges. If Devlin Doug Hodges has to play, I mean, I mean, it's bad. So I'm not, I'm not, I, I think the Steelers really have to look at the quarterback position because Mason Rudolph, Devlin Doug Hodges, and Paxton Lynch, that's not a great quarterback room after You know, that's not good after Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I mean, I get what they're saying about Mason Rudolph, but I would love if there was a veteran in front of Mason Rudolph and no Devlin Doug Hodges. I mean, remember the days when the Steelers had Charlie Batch and Byron Leftwich? I mean, that's, that's you know, that's, I mean, that that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a quality backup and, and a backup at the quarterback position. Not necessarily Mason Rudolph. I've I, I've lost a little bit of confidence in Mason Rudolph. And yes, they were winning games, but they weren't winning games. I mean, do you guys understand that nuance? What I'm trying to say is, you know, in the Indianapolis Colts game, I mean, did the did Mason Rudolph? Did, I mean, did the quarterbacks really win that game? I mean, that's Minka Fitzpatrick. That's that defense. So. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm really not confident in that. A, a, and I really think it would be a mistake if they don't try to turn over rocks and try to figure out where they can get a quality veteran backup in the case that Ben Roethlisberger, riddle me this, just doesn't come back the same. Struggles. I, I'm just not confident in uh, their plans at the quarterback position. And, you know, I think that in and of itself may put uh, their season in peril. But we'll have to wait and see. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is there was a show earlier this week about the fan base not appreciating Ben Roethlisberger. Now, my fellow co-hosts, they all love Ben. And I'm kind of isolated as the quote-unquote Ben hater. And so... You know, we often 
Dave, Jeff, we often chime, you know, chime in with each other via text message and we talk back and forth. And we were going back and forth about Ben Roethlisberger and his contract. And I'm on record as saying that I thought it was a mistake for the Steelers to have restructured Ben Roethlisberger's contract. <laughs> and Ryan Kellerman says, Lance hates everybody. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. <sighs> um, I just had that. Sorry. Uh, and the reason I said it was because of the stats that I brought up, that it is very difficult when the cap allocation for your quarterback goes beyond 12%. It's really hard to build your roster out. And I just think at some point in time, you have to figure out what time it is to move on from old players. And it's hard to move on from legendary players that have had a ton of success. But investing in very old players, unless you are Tom Brady, makes no sense whatsoever. To allocate 17% of your salary cap in a guy 38 years of age makes no sense. I mean, what Ben, I mean, and I never, and I never urge anybody to give money back. I never urge guys to like raise, raise your horn says, uh, I wish Ben would have made a team friendly deal. I, 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 I never do that. Guys should get as much as they get because, you know, your life could be, uh, your life could be altered. Just look at Ryan Shazier. His life was altered on one play. So you should get all the money you can. But given allocating 17% of your salary cap to a guy 38 years of age feels like a send-off. You know, you, you, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. It is not smart. It is not prudent. And when you look at the Patriots and the way that they have managed their cap, particularly with Tom Brady, they did it in a much smarter way. Tom was a better player. They got better results. And Tom did not take up more than 12% of their cap. It's just a bad deal. It's a bad deal. And it's one that I urge they get out of if Ben does not play well this year. If Ben does not play well this year coming up, they need to move on and they need to waive him and or cut him to create salary cap space to build out that roster and start looking for the next guy. Life goes on. I mean, it goes on. I mean, guys move on. I mean, it just happens. This is the National Football League. I am a fan of the franchise, not individual players. I would not make a habit of giving old guys a ton of cap space. And it's no coincidence that the Kansas City Chiefs are in a position that they're in. It's because their franchise quarterback is cheap, period. You wonder why the Steelers don't have offensive players? Some of it is due to the cap issues that were created because they decided to give Ben Roethlisberger all that money. So, so I understand why they did it. He's a franchise quarterback. I get it. 
but allocating 70% of your salary cap to the dude and see what happens. And the disaster scenario happened. He was old and he got hurt. So the first year of the deal is gone. Now you got two years of the deal left. And, and, and so your window is, is rapidly closing because you can't build out the roster. You've got a guy coming off of injury that's that coming off a serious throwing injury that that you've allocated so much cap to, and now you can't build. It, it's just not the situation that you want to be in. That last contract felt like a parting gift. I mean, it feels like a parting gift. It feels like an absolute parting gift for Ben Roethlisberger, and I understand. But but no, I I, I thought the contract was bad about a year ago, and you guys can look up some old shows when I talked about Ben Roethlisberger's contract shouldn't be restructured. Make sure you look up some of my old contracts, or excuse me, my old shows. Take a look at my old AB show. <laughs> Norm Paul, I feel you, dog. <laughs> um, look up my old show about AB stands for absolutely bonkers. This restructure is problematic because now they got to now I put you in a position of, you know, what do we need to do to retain Bud Dupree? So it, it's, you know, it's tough. And, and they put that, put themselves in that position. So last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. Now I've talked a lot about offense and how offense wins championships and how you got to score points. And a lot of guys have brought up some good, uh, some good posts um, under the show on YouTube. You know, another way to do it. And we talked about the running game and the passing game. And you know, and this is really one five two three three real north side ish. Is build your offensive line, get a top tier offensive line, invest in your offensive line, where your offensive line is flexible enough for you to do anything offensively. Invest in your offensive line. And like Joey Jr. said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Invest in your offensive line. Get an offensive line. Get a top five offensive line so your offensive line is flexible. It's flexible to run inside zone, outside zone, and pass protect. The Steelers' offenses were really good when their offensive line was really humming. Get back to that. Because a quarterback and an offensive line, that combination is the foundation of your football team, in my opinion. If you want Ben to be successful, first and foremost, it starts with an offensive line. That's why Jeff, I think me, Dave, the Oracle, we're all saying in the second round, they need to draft an offensive guard, an athletic guard to replace Ramon Foster and get that offensive line crispy and snappy. I think that's how they should do it. Thank you, Mark Holbrook. I'm assuming Lance hit it by meaning offensive line. Get that offensive line right. Do not move Filer inside. Draft a guard. Keep Filer at right tackle. Let B.J. Finney walk. That's the moves right there. Get that going. But is a return to Pittsburgh in the cards for A.B.? Absolutely not. It's too much past. From a need perspective, yes, they need a dynamic receiver to help them score points because you got to score points to win. But like Ezra said, with this deep draft, 
Go to wide receiver in the draft. You can hit a wide receiver. Partook to me a more classic X, a bigger guy. Um, and, you know, I think that's that's the route that they should go. Offensive guard, wide receiver, all offensive players really get this offense ready to go, raring to go, but they got to get that offensive line right, take that guard in the second round. They got to go O-line, in my opinion. That's where it starts. But, no, I don't think a return to Pittsburgh is in the cards for A.B. It's just too much pass. It's just too much water under the bridge. I don't think um, I don't think he could ever return. But I think he could return to Pittsburgh in terms of ceremonies and stuff like that after his career if he makes those apologies. But with that, we're going to conclude the program. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.